Now at five, continuing to wait for the verdict in the murder trial of an Austin police officer. What the police department is preparing for when that does come out. Cooler, wet weather out there this evening. We're tracking the rain on radar and just how cold it gets tonight in first warning weather. And a big breakthrough in the Israel-Hamas war. Why Israel plans to pause fighting every day and for how long. Another day of waiting for the verdict in the murder trial of an Austin police officer, Christopher Taylor. Thank you for joining us tonight at 5. I'm Britt Moreno. I'm Daniel Marina. Taylor is charged with killing Michael Ramos in 2020 during a parking lot confrontation with police. Now, the courthouse is closed tomorrow ahead of Veterans Day, so the jury will either make a decision tonight or dismiss until Monday. Our Grace Reader is live. Joining us now, Grace, any indication on what the jury is going to do? They are going to go home. They're going to come back at 8 a.m. on Monday morning. We did think that there was a possibility we were going to get a verdict. They just opened up the courtroom doors about 30 minutes ago, but it turned out to be a juror scheduling issue. So the jury has gone home for the day. We have been told they will come back on Monday. They've been deliberating for 16 hours now. We got a little bit of insight into what might be happening behind closed doors here. A couple of hours ago, the judge called the jury into the courtroom and reminded them that their decision has to be unanimous, which indicates to me that they're probably dealing with someone who's holding out or multiple people who are. The judge told the jurors that if they couldn't come to a unanimous decision by today at the end of the day, that they would have to come back early Monday morning. As Daniel said, tomorrow's a federal holiday, so the courthouse is closed. Now, the judge did give really strict orders to these jurors. This is now a three-day weekend for them. She, judge Blasey told them, do not watch the media, do not talk about this case, do not break these rules, because if they do, then a mistrial could be declared when they come back on Monday. Back to you. Grace, thank you so much. Now the Austin Police Department confirmed to us here at KXAN that it is prepared for possible unrest after this verdict is decided. The Austin Justice Coalition, which has had members sit in the courtroom at this trial, tells us they do have peaceful plans for after the verdict. Well, this evening we're learning all the tests on the hazardous materials found at a state office building today are negative. Several floors of the William P. Clements building on West 15th Street were evacuated this morning after an envelope was discovered with a substance inside. Now, the building contains the Texas Attorney General's office. This video shows crews in hazmat suits. You can see them carefully taking off the materials and then putting them into trash bags. EMS says three patients, all from the AG's office, did not have any symptoms but were taken to the hospital to be evaluated. The Austin Fire Department says when situations like this happen, there is a protocol to follow. We do our best to make sure that the anybody that's around it is out of harm's way. And then we have basically uh, a line uh, or, or a, a process to, um, if there's some substance available, then we will take that substance, test it, and then with our partners, discover um, if it's, um, you know, how harmful or not harmful it'll be, just based on what our monitors say. And the FBI is joining DPS in their investigation to figure out where this letter came from. Well, by now, some of us have had some rain. We've seen the dark looming clouds. I mean, the change is here. Oh, a welcome change <laughs> right? for many. It is getting cooler. It's rainy out there. Look at the Austonian weather cam. Not terribly cold. This isn't a really strong front, but temperatures have been dropping, dropping in Austin steadily since the lunch hour. Cloudy skies and raindrops on the Austonian weather cam. We are currently 15 to nearly 30 degrees colder than we were yesterday at this time. That translates to some jacket weather out west, 57. 
67 in the northern hill country, 60s for most of the rest of us, including 64 in Austin. Widespread rain still falling, and we've got hours more of this. That's the best part. Green colors just showing some light to moderate rain in Austin, although some heavier rain is approaching this evening from the hill country. Coming up, what time we dry out from this first round of rain and just how chilly temperatures stay through the weekend. David, thank you so much. It is back to the campaign trail for the Republican candidates for president. Now, last night, five GOP hopefuls clashed in the third primary debate in Miami, but the GOP frontrunner was not there. And the question today is, did the other candidates make enough headway to be Trump's next challenger? Here's Drew Petrimo. From 10 years ago, yes, the debate sharp and at times personal. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. You're just the easy scum. answer. The five candidates on stage in Miami taking aim at each other and discussing major issues like the war in Gaza. Finish the job once and for all with these butchers, Hamas. They're terrorists. We need to focus specifically on providing Israel with the $14 billion that they need. Once again, the front runner in the race, former President Donald Trump, did not participate. Instead, Trump rallying supporters just a few miles away in Hialeah. We will not yield. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. While polls show Trump dominating the race, there is a wild card. The former president is facing nearly 100 felony charges and trials set to begin next spring during the thick of the Republican primary. What's going to happen is he's going to start losing as soon as he spends every day in a courtroom in Washington, D.C. Meanwhile, President Biden in Illinois speaking to auto workers at a plant that reopened after a historic deal between auto companies and workers unions. We're in the middle of a fight. I stood and others stood with you shoulder to shoulder on that picket line. My predecessor went to a non-union shop and attacked you. Yes, I hope you so I hope you guys have a memory. President Biden trying to reassure Democrats that his message can lead to victory next year, despite poll numbers that show voters don't trust him on the economy. Drew Petromo, NBC News, Washington. And the White House says Israel will implement a four-hour pause in fighting in northern areas of Gaza every day to allow civilians to leave and humanitarian aid to be delivered. But the Israeli military insists while safe passage will be allowed, this isn't a ceasefire. NBC's Raf Sanchez reports from Tel Aviv. The White House is saying today that after weeks of American urging, Israel has agreed to four-hour humanitarian pauses in the fighting in Gaza every day with a view to allowing Palestinian civilians to get out of the scene of the most intense combat in northern Gaza and to allow humanitarian aid to get in. Now, at this time, there is no indication that these humanitarian pauses are in exchange for the release of hostages held by Hamas. We have yet to see any sign from Hamas that they intend to release more of these 240 hostages. So we are now hearing from the prime minister's office here in Israel, they are not using the term humanitarian pause. They have consistently said that there will be no ceasefire as far as they are concerned until the hostages are released. But they are saying that they will continue to allow these so-called humanitarian corridors to be open so Palestinian civilians can leave Gaza City, head south where it is safer, not safe, but safer. We did speak earlier today with Israeli President Isaac Herzog. He had just received the latest Israeli intelligence on the hostages. He told us that at this time, 
There is no substantial offer from Hamas on the table that could lead to the hostages' release. He said that various third parties had been floating what he called optimistic reports. But as far as he is concerned, there is no viable offer from Hamas at this time. I asked him, does that mean that Israel's only option to recover the hostages is a military rescue? He said he wouldn't discuss that, but he did say there are thousands of Israeli officials, soldiers and spies working around the clock to bring the hostages home. I did also press him on the growing number of Palestinian civilians killed by Israeli airstrikes in Gaza. He said Israel is doing everything they can to minimize civilian casualties, and he also blamed Hamas, saying that the group had hid its tunnels underneath residential areas. Raf Sanchez, NBC News, Tel Aviv. Well, data from the Census Bureau shows an expected population decline in the U.S. and a decline in a specific race. And Pflugerville residents are going to see an increase to their water bills. And it's not exactly small what that price hike is for coming up. Breaking into the KXAN newsroom tonight, the Oracle building south of Lady Bird Lake has been evacuated. You can see where it's located here on the map. Austin police telling us someone called the department around 2 this afternoon about a suspicious package. So out of precaution, they evacuated that building. This is a developing situation. Oracle was brought over from Silicon Valley into Austin in 2020. We'll let you know when we know more on KXAN.com and right here on air. Well, if you live in Pflugerville, try not to be too surprised when you look at this month's utility bill. It's going to be going up about $50 a month. It reflects the new utility rates to cover things to improve the quality of drinking water and wastewater services. In 2020, the city ran an analysis and confirmed it wouldn't be able to recover the costs in the fast-growing city. Now, several large projects are underway, like the expansion of water and wastewater plants, a second wastewater treatment plant, and a secondary water line to feed water into Lake Pflugerville. The projects cost more than eight, um, sorry, $600 million total in capital improvements. The Census Bureau believes the United States is on the brink of a population decline. New data shows the number of Americans is likely to start shrinking by the end of the century. The population projected to reach a high of nearly 370 million in 2080 before edging downward to 366 million in 2100. And that's only about a 10% increase from the population right now. Those projections are based on assumptions about future births, deaths and net international migration. The Census Bureau's projections also include the population will grow older and less white. Another day on trial. What detectives are saying about Caitlin Armstrong's demeanor when they brought her in for an interview. Widespread rain is certainly beneficial and welcome, but it's so far remained pretty light. Rainfall totals in town so far just a tenth of an inch. But this shows you that the soil is now wetter. Runoff is being generated into Lake Travis up an inch already. We'll have your first warning forecast with a second storm on the way next. Today, the jury saw murder suspect Caitlin Armstrong's first interview with Austin police after pro-cyclist Mo Wilson's murder in May of last year. The shooting happened after Wilson spent an afternoon with Armstrong's then-boyfriend, Colin Strickland. KXAN's Brianna Hollis is live once again at the courthouse for us. Bree, tell us about that interview. 
Yeah, so it was between Armstrong and homicide detective Katie Connor, who you're about to see on video walking out of the courtroom following her testimony this morning. In the video we saw, Armstrong was handcuffed when police led her into the interview room, and that's because when police ran her name, they found what they're calling a minor misdemeanor warrant for her. At, shortly after she got there, though, there was a little bit of confusion regarding the warrant. The birth date on the warrant didn't matter. told Armstrong that Strickland had brought up her name while talking to detectives about Wilson's death. Okay, Brianna, we're having a little bit of trouble with you. Daniel, I'll let you handle it from here. You know what, Brianna, we're just gonna go ahead and send it over to our website, kxan.com. That's where you can find continuing coverage on the trial, and we'll try to, you can certainly look for updates there from Brianna. All right, so things over to you over there in the Weather Center. Okay, well, it is going to start looking a lot like Christmas pretty soon. Do we have video of this? Because in Rockefeller <laughs> uh, Plaza, we told you that the tree was picked out a, a little while ago. Today, it was actually cut down to head to New York City, and it's coming from Vestal, New York, which is close to the Pennsylvania border. The tree is big, as you can see, 80-year-old wow. Norway spruce standing 80 feet tall, and it will arrive at the plaza on Saturday morning. And you can watch that tree lighting live from Rockefeller Plaza on November 29th at 7 p.m. right here at KXAN. And I think, David, the cooler weather sort of inspires us to break out the decorations. No doubt. One of my neighbors put up a Christmas wreath, and I thought, okay, <laughs> holiday. here we go, it's what, go time. Two months, a month and a half early? <laughs> Never too right. early, I guess. I guess it's better early than late, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's starting to feel certainly cooler, which also ramps up this, KXAN's Friendsgiving Challenge, also heating up this evening. So grab your phone, scan the QR code on your screen in just a moment, and make a donation now. It's all for the Central Texas Food Bank. Together, meteorologist Kristen Curry and I have raised nearly $40,000 Thanks to you. You guys are so generous. Here's the thing, though. We want to raise a hundred grand by Thanksgiving. All of this gets stretched out into feeding massive amounts of people in need through the Central Texas Food Bank. I'll tell you, Team David is in the lead just slightly this evening. But Kristen is known to do some tricky things that get big donations. So thank you so much for your support. Anything you're able to give is super helpful, even just 10 bucks this evening. All right, let's get to the holiday feeling out there because after four days in a row in the 80s. Temperatures are dropping in Austin right now. And look at that cooler weather up in Midland and Abilene. Matter of fact, Austin is going to remain below 70 degrees for the next seven straight days. You can break out the long sleeves from the back of your closet again. It's gray, it's cool, and it's wet up in Round Rock. No doubt affecting traffic this evening, so please take it easy on the roadways. Just some sprinkles mainly in this light green color, but widespread soaking rain continues for many. And here's a little band of some heavier, moderate downpours. Still no lightning, no hail risk, don't worry about that, but some steady soaking rain from Blanco County up to the lakes. Liberty Hill and Dice, everybody getting a soaking. And notice how this is kind of slowly transitioning into the Austin area. Cooler weather blowing into Austin as well. Look at these temperatures, 53 burr up in Richland Springs, 62 in Horseshoe Bay. In Austin, as promised, we hit a high in the mid-70s, but we hit it at lunchtime. Temperatures have dropped more than 10 degrees since then, 63 in Austin and Round Rock, 50s already in Sun City and Florence, east of I-35. Some of us closer to 70 degrees as the front arrived a little bit later for you.
Widespread rain still falling across much of the state tonight. And as we typically see during an El Nino wet winter, this storm system producing today's rain is only one of several that are heading our way. The next one lining up on the west coast. This one new tonight is looking to bring more rain than previously thought when it arrives a few days from now. Let's get you through the next couple of rounds of rain and the weekend to come. Here we are this evening with widespread light to moderate rain continuing. This has no end in sight for the next few hours. So please, as I mentioned, plan a little extra time to get where you're going this evening. After 7 p.m., widespread shield of rain continues. Couple embedded downpours are possible, but not expecting much lightning and thunder. Overnight tonight, great sleeping weather with cold north winds and some light rain falling. Tomorrow morning, it'll be cold, windy, and gray. But notice from 8 a.m., all the way through late morning and even through Friday afternoon and evening. We just don't have a lot of rain in the forecast. With that said, it won't be a pretty day with gray, chilly conditions. The rain chances still in the forecast tomorrow through Veterans Day weekend, but they're quite low. Most of us remaining dry on Saturday for Veterans Day plans. But here's that next spike in rain coverage from the second storm that I showed you. New tonight, we've got rain chances up to 60% and they may go even higher. So this evening, plus that Monday storm system could yield another inch to inch and a half of rain for many, maybe up to two, two and a half inches of rain in our southeastern counties. You see those heavier totals down near Houston and the coast. That's because storm number two Sunday into Monday kind of concentrated to our south and east. Tonight's forecast, a likelihood of periods of rain slowly winding down overnight. North winds get stronger and temperatures colder at 53. Tomorrow, no more highs in the 80s. How about 59 degrees? A couple isolated showers can't be ruled out, but the chances are low at just 20%. May see a couple breaks of Veterans Day sun on Saturday afternoon, but then storm system number two rolls in and look at these cooler than normal temperatures. Average highs are in the 70s this time of the year. We won't see 70 again until a week from today. Finally, rain clears out and the sun comes back out starting next Wednesday. David, thank you very much. A South Austin neighborhood is brightening up for more safety. The street that's getting more lights thanks to more funding. Hey, Dennis Murphy here. If you drive west out of Miami past the subdivisions and strip malls, you might end up at a place like this. Straight ahead is the Everglades. And law enforcement knows that places like this are often where bodies are found dumped. On June 1st, 2011, an officer came down this gravel road to see a body on fire. That case would lead detectives as far afield as British Columbia and Spain. Follow that trail of clues with us tonight on Dateline. Today, Austin City Council approved the Transportation and Public Works Department's request for over $3 million to add safety lighting to Slaughter and Howard Lanes. City Council voted earlier this year to create a funding agreement with TxDOT for the High Safety Improvement Program Lighting Projects. That's a federally funded program. That program says safety lighting can decrease crashes by nearly half. And based on city crash data, both Slaughter and Howard Lanes qualify for the safety lighting projects. Well, Austin is going to be busy this weekend for the Texas Book Festival and the Veterans Day Parade. So to help you get around the road closures, here's what you need to avoid. Well, today through Sunday for the Book Festival, West 12th, West 13th, and Colorado Streets will be fully closed. Same thing goes for Congress Avenue from 8th to 11th Streets. And then just on Saturday for the Veterans Parade, Congress Avenue from West Riverside Drive to Cesar Chavez Street will be closed from 5 a.m. to 1 p.m. Uh, there's some partial closures over the weekend as well. For the full list, just head to our website, kxan.com. Well, coming up tonight on KXAN, we have Law & Order at 7, Transplant at 8 o'clock, then an all-new Dateline at 9, and then we're back for KXAN News at 10. 
You can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on CW Austin, and here is where to find us.